All right, Mr. Murdo, I sentence you to the State Department of Corrections on each of the murder indictments in the murder of your wife, Maggie Murdo. I sentence you for the term of the rest of your natural life for the murder of Paul Murdo, whom you probably loved so much. I sentence you to prison for murdering him for the rest of your natural life. Those sentences will run consecutive. 720 WGN, that was the verdict. Well, you heard the verdict. That was the sentencing this morning. We thought that we would turn to Karen Conti, who, <laughs> this is your business. And the judge went on to make some disparaging remarks who you, you know, who you loved so much. Does that ever really happen in court that you've noticed, Karen? It does happen, but not very often. I, I felt like he really wanted to pound this home. And, you know, I read between the lines here, and, you know, this family, as he said, has controlled justice. He used that phrase for five generations. It's just true because these lawyers, these Murdoch lawyers, um, have not only been lawyers and prominent lawyers in this county, but they've also been state's attorneys. They've also been prosecutors. And you can imagine that they've probably put a lot of people in jail, and South Carolina likes its death penalty, and has probably put a lot of people um, to death. Uh, and, you know, you've got to read between the lines that this is an African-American judge. There are very few uh, African-American judges in South Carolina, the lowest number in the country. And you can't help but read into it just a little bit to think this guy has had all the privileges, all the white privileges in the world. And here he is having done this horrible crime. And yet he didn't face the death penalty, which the judge mentioned uh, in his comments. Alex Murdaugh, yesterday, the jury came back very quickly. In fact, one juror said today that they had made that decision within 45 minutes, even though it appeared that it was uh, a couple hours, maybe three hours. And then the sentencing was this morning. I was surprised. I feel like in Illinois, sentencing is usually pushed off a week or two or three. Absolutely. It's very unusual to see that because sentencing is is generally something that you want the judge to deliberate. You want uh, maybe letters to be sent to the judge. You want arguments to be made in writing on something that's important. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's a whole different world down there. And so that we would have had sentencing maybe three or four months later uh, if this were up here in Chicago. And the jurors are already being interviewed. I have a, a quick question. Can they write a book? Sure they can. Yes, they can. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And this person that was interviewed that I heard said the cell phone video persuaded them that Alex Murdoch was guilty. Was that it? Was that the the camel that broke or the straw that broke the camel's back for these jurors, do you think? It must have been. And, you know, as as you may remember, he, uh, Murdoch got, you know, had basically said, no, I was not there at the crime scene. And then when that cell phone video came out and it was pretty conclusive that it really was him, then he, on the stand, changed his tune and said, no, I lied to the police. I lied about my alibi. I lied when I said I wasn't there. I was there. And so to me, I, I suppose one of the things like you, you know, your, your loved ones, your two, two, two people you love most in life, your son and your, your wife are found brutally murdered, right? And instead of having 
just telling the police where you were, you lie about your alibi. I guess that's really good evidence uh, that you committed the crime, right? Otherwise, you'd be trying to help them find the perpetrator. And that cell phone footage, that was his kid was Snapchatting, right? Right before he got murdered. Yeah, I mean, it just, uh, that was a stroke of luck. And listen, I don't think this case was a slam dunk. I mean, I've been saying all along, I'm wondering if the jury is going to find reasonable doubt. Apparently, the vote was nine to two or nine to whatever, 12. It's like there were two holdouts, and then, but then they, they quickly were persuaded uh, that there was no reasonable doubt. But there was no, there was no gun found. You know, there was no, there were other people who wanted uh, this family to be harmed because of all the bad things that have gone on. If you, if you kind of followed this, you know what I'm talking about. And, you know, it was not a slam dunk. And there were times, there were problems with the timelines, there were problems with the crime scene being compromised. And I thought that I thought that that Murdoch did a pretty good job on the stand saying, "Yeah, I'm a liar. I stole yeah. from a drug addict, but I'm not a murderer." And I, I, not that I bought it, but I think he did a pretty good job of standing up for himself. You know what? Now that he is a convicted murderer, it makes me wonder whether he murdered the maid or the housekeeper or how the the woman who lived in his house that basically raised his children who fell down the stairs and died and then he swindled her family out of the money that she was due from an insurance company absolutely he convinced the kids the family to bring a lawsuit against him because the dogs apparently tripped her and we don't know if that's even true yeah, yeah. and when he got the money yeah, he pocketed it he never gave it to the kids and if you watch that netflix which i really really uh suggest if you haven't seen the netflix called uh, murder uh murdoch murders a uh, scandal southern scandal i think it's called there's another uh there's another killing not just the the the, the boy, the son, was driving a boat drunk, and, and, a, and a young woman died tragically. But there was a young man who supposedly had a relationship with one of the Murdoch sons. He was found in the middle of a road in South Carolina, apparently killed, and they didn't think it was from a car. So it looked like he was murdered, too. And again, rumors were spread that one of the Murdoch boys had something to do with that. So there are so many problems in this family. Yeah. And it's just, it's, uh, it's weird. Couldn't make it up. Exactly. It sounds like a movie where we're going to find out that they murdered all of these people, that this is a family tradition, so to speak. Um, right. So they're going to appeal, right? Sure they will, and I think the, the main argument is going to be that all of this financial evidence of his fraud and the money that he stole from his insurance companies, his partners, and even from the government, um, that that should not have been brought in in his murder case. The case was not about that. But I think that I, I don't know that we're going anywhere with that, Lisa, because part of the part of the motive that the prosecution put out there was that he... The, Walls were closing in. He was going to be caught. He was confronted with all of this stuff just that morning. And all of a sudden, then these two murders happened. And the motive was that he wanted to divert the attention away from himself, make himself look sympathetic as he was a victim of his family's murder. And that was the motive. So that the financial piece of this was relevant to the jury's deliberation yeah, i don't i really don't know that that's the that's the motive i mean if i was on the jury i'd be like i don't know i think there's there's something else going on now can the the maid or the housekeeper i don't know what title they used 
can her family come back and file a civil suit to get the money that he admitted he stole from them? Yes, my guess, Lisa, is that that lawsuit has already been on file. And I know the the girl who was the young woman who was tragically killed in that boating accident also has a lawsuit. And I know there's bankruptcy proceedings, and I know there are liens on property. So I think what we're going to send, plus all the clients who were swindled uh, and the law firm that was swindled, yeah. I think you're going to probably see a lot of litigation that just goes on for years and years. And again, you know, the, the, the firm is going to be responsible for his acts, probably, and they probably have some malpractice insurance for some of these things. So we're going to see lots of litigation going on and on. I got a couple seconds left and a question. Hey, Lisa, can you ask Karen? I didn't follow the trial, but one day I turned it on and one of the lawyers had a gun in his hand and sort of pointed it at someone. He had a smile on his face and said something. How is that lawyer not taken off the case? Pat is asking that question. I didn't see that. I did not see that. I don't know if it was some sort of demonstration or some... I, I really don't know the answer. It, it had but, all know, the all the fittings of a Southern small town trial, didn't it? It sure did. And you know, what's interesting is Murdoch didn't ask for a change of venue. Maybe he thought yeah. that his power in that county was still going to get him uh, some favorite, uh, favorite, uh, you know, treatment, because yeah. I, I would have gotten it out of there. Right? Absolutely. You know, just get into another county. Thank you so much for joining us, Karen. All right, Lisa, take care.